0: Welcome back to the Hour View podcast. This episode is part of our Super Sports Saturday, a series of episodes that will highlight adaptive sports programs, their athletes, and those who organize these programs. My intention in creating this series of episodes is to bring awareness to the importance of inclusive play and adaptive sports to show how sports and play are beneficial to all. I hope you enjoy this episode. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Kai. Join our conversation as we discuss his cerebral palsy diagnosis, his love of sled hockey and karate, our mutual appreciation for music and writing, and also find out what crazy activities I agreed to participate in in 2021. For this episode of the podcast, I am, uh, I'm starting something new. I'm starting the, um, uh, I'm calling it Super Sports Saturdays, and where I'm going to talk about uh, the topics on this on these episodes will be related to uh, adaptive sports and athletes who play in um, adaptive sport programs. Well,
1: I'm honored to be. I'm honored to be one of your first guests on that on that
0: series. series. Yes, yes. I am so happy to uh, have you here. Um, So my guest on today's episode is uh, my my friend Kai. So Kai is someone who I know for the last few years. Uh, Kai is going to share his experience of working uh, with the sled hockey team uh, that I have seen play a few times. I've seen Kai play a few times and it's so interesting. So to uh, start off the podcast, I like for you, I always like for my guests to introduce themselves. So can you tell the listeners, uh, people who are listening to this podcast, a little bit about yourself, um, you know, your name and your age, uh, you know, uh, your, what school, not, not what school you go to, but um, what grade you're in and a couple of things that are, uh, that you'd like to do.
1: <laughs> right. Okay, so my name is Dakari. Um, I go with my friends. I go more by Kai. Um, And I'm currently, 13, well, yeah, I'm 13 years old, and I'm currently in eighth grade um, school.
0: You're in eighth grade, you said?
1: Yes, I'm, oh. almost, I'm almost in high school. I'm, 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 excited. I'm excited for that because it's like, that's like when, when it gets really, really big. I thought middle school was big, but no, high school...
0: High school is gonna be big, yeah. yeah, yeah. High school, high school is where it's at. High school is a lot of fun. I just, I can't believe you're in eighth grade already. I met you, um, you and I met each other a few years ago. Uh, I mean, more than a few years ago. We were at one of the Jake's Place playgrounds, um, and you actually met uh, one of uh, the Jake's Place co-founders. You met Lynn there, and then through Lynn, you and I, uh, we got connected. And, um, you know, we've stayed in touch through the years, and you actually spoke at one of our Jake's place fundraisers yeah. Uh, i yeah I had a friend who actually asked about you uh sometime last week, and I was really excited because i it was right after I had reached out to uh your mom about doing this uh podcast episode, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to talk to him next week like <laughs> yeah, so uh so one of my friends uh was asking how you had been and, and, you know, how school was going for you. So I'm really, uh, I can't believe you're in eighth grade already. Cause that's really, uh, seems like a long time ago when we met. So <laughs> it's really cool. believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, can you tell us, uh, what your, um, what your disability diagnosis is and, um, and what, whatever you want to share about it and how it affects your, uh, affects your life.
1: Well, I'm diagnosed with cerebral palsy. I'll, I'll just use that as an umbrella term for now because there are many different types of cerebral palsy. But the one that I have personally affects um, both my legs and my left arm. I don't. It doesn't really affect my right arm that much because it's like I, I can move it pretty freely. Um, but yeah, it affects my legs and my left arm. And I try not to focus on it that much. I don't i don't really define myself as a kid with a disability i just define myself as a kid as a kid really who just has a life and it will yeah has friends and family who we can trust and lean on as a person
0: that's great um i really i really like that because you know although you you know you have cerebral palsy and um it's it doesn't stop you from being a kid. You like doing a lot of the uh same things that everybody else likes doing that at your age of uh being 13. Um speaking of that, what, what kind of things do you like to do <laughs> with your friends? Okay.
1: Well, um I have a lot of interests, but my main interests uh really fall in the categories of like science and technology, um, like real world science um computer science is actually one of my really big interests um and music falls in between the two really because of uh, how big and relatively small those interests are like correlated together so my music interest falls in between the two because it's not like it's not that big but it's not that small either Uh (laughs) uh-huh so you like like, kind of like the the Box type thing where it's like not too small it's not too big it's just right it's small <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm actually I, I, I'm actually writing songs now it, I, I have this, it's, it's a classic cliche I, I, I have a red notebook that just has all my songs in it there's not that many but it's still it's still got songs in it
0: really so you're a songwriter I didn't know that about you that's I mean, really
1: cool <laughs> See, if, if you would if you want some advice on songs Try to write the chords first, because if you write the chords, then you won't get stuck on the chords after you have some some really good lyrics. Because I find it easier to write the chords first, because the chords sound better than the lyrics. Because I because once you get the lyrics and the melody, you have to find like almost the perfect match of chords to go with that lyric and lyrics and melody.
0: Yeah. So you so you write the music first is what you're saying. right? the chords well, to the. Uh...
1: That, that, and then, that, that's what I've learned over, over my time writing songs. I mean, because I have a chord progression progression that, that I've written, but I, mm-hmm. and then I have other songs with lyrics that I've written. I just can't find the other pieces for each one of them.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I love, uh, I've talked about it in, in other episodes of my podcast, how music has really helped me, um, get through some tough times so have you um, have you found that music, uh, either writing your own music or listening to music, have you found that to be helpful to you and that it, it helps your mood improve and it helps you feel better um, on some bad days? Yeah, definitely. De- definitely.
1: I'm like, whenever I hear a song that I like, I'm like, because it's like, I really like that song. And sometimes, I mean, I do like mainly my music from YouTube, so I mean, I can really, it's not what I want that I like. So yeah. But also on the topic of writing my own music, it really helped me like become like more with my thoughts and be able to like write them down and then like I guess set it set it in stone I guess of like my thoughts and experiences and like put them on like a paper that I eventually turned into a song
0: yeah, that's um I don't <clears throat> I mean I guess uh poetry could be turned into songs. Um, you know, could be used as, as lyrics. Uh I write a lot of poetry and I've been writing for um a lot of uh many years. I've been writing poetry since I was in high school and um I agree with you. It helps you uh you know, a lot of times you're thinking about a lot of thoughts and you're feeling a lot of feelings in your head and and your emotions, but Actually being able to write things down is um you know is very helpful to uh focus yourself on what it is you're actually feeling because you might you know you may feel sad someday and and then you can just uh you know write it and get it out and then that helps you uh feel better helps you improve your mood so uh while i don't claim to be a, a songwriter and i don't know how to write actual music and chords and things like that. I do write um, a lot of poetry to help me, um, to help me get through uh, some, some rough days, and, and even my happy days, like even writing down happy feelings and things like that. I, I find that uh, writing poetry does help me help improve my mood uh, no, matter, no matter what I'm writing about. So that's right. cool that we have uh, somewhat have that in common, the, the writing part of it all.
1: <laughs> I mean, like you said, you said that poetry could eventually be turned into lyrics so i mean if you have poetry that you want to turn into a song like i could help you with that if you wanted to
0: i think that's a great idea i will definitely um find some things and send them to you so you can help me uh turn some make some songs <laughs>
1: i mean because what really okay i don't know if i'm going on to long
0: about this but um what really got
1: me into music was unsurprisingly my, my music teacher for middle school, and he actually has a band of his own, so, when I, when I, I don't know how I wrote what the story of my first song was, but I know it started out as a letter, but I have lyrics, some lyrics, and and I have the chords, I just haven't put them together yet, because I can't sing over a note, over chords while while I'm playing it, I can sing just
0: fine and uh-huh. I can play the piano just fine. But when it comes to putting them together, nope. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that was, well, that actually leads into my next question. I was going to ask if you played any instruments because you said you write chords. So you do play the piano? Yes. Awesome. And, how long and... have you been playing the piano?
1: Well, um, I forget how long ago it was when I, like I'm, i in my first keyboard,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but it was pretty long ago.
0: So so you did you learn how to play on the on your grandparents' piano?
1: Um No actually. I've actually um learned how to play on the keyboard because the piano keys are too heavy heavy for me to press because my fingers aren't too strong yet.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So I use the keyboard more because they're easier to press and makes it easier for me to actually play the instrument
0: yeah so and that's really um and that's really great that you said your uh your music teacher in middle school helped you become interested in music and i think that's really i think it's really important because um you know the education that we receive and the, the teachers that we have um because having a disability can be can be rough in school sometimes so having a you know, good teachers that help you learn things and help you discover things about yourself. Um, you know, like the love of music, having, having a love of music. I think that's really, really great that uh, that teacher was able to do that for you.
1: But um, on, on the topic of being inspirational, um, one of my biggest inspirations, um, like, overall, is probably, um, so there, there was this one, um, so I, myself, am a, am a gamer. And um, I've been practicing, but that's not the point of the story. That that's besides the point. The point of this is that about a year ago, um, the world the World Cup for Fortnite came around, right? Uh-huh. And th- th- there's one kid. Um, his in-game name was a uh, Buga because I forget the reason, but um, he ended up winning the World Cup, and like that. His story of how he won and like how his emotions went through like the, at the moment he was winning, well, winning and like leading up to, like th- there's a video that like details the entire story of how he got interested in gaming and how he progressed up to being who he is as a gamer. Mm-hmm. So that kind of inspires me to be great not only at gaming like just in general because of the fact that i've seen that a 16 year old can like win the world cup of one of the most famous games in the in 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 the country right now yeah so now that inspires me to do what i think i can do the greatest i can be
0: right and that's really um you know it's great to get inspiration from every you know from from different people and to see what other people are doing in their life, it's, um, you know, can be very inspiring to to you as, you know, a, f- a fellow teenager. You said he was 16? Mm-hmm.
1: 16.
0: So, yeah, so to, you know, to see him just a few years older than you, you know, a- achieving that goal, I think that can be very uh, inspirational uh, for sure.
1: But then, so then what- again, but then again <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut you off, but um, no problem. Um, I also am thinking about me as like a person compared to him because of the fact that going back to my disability, it limits my dexterity in my hands. Mm-hmm. And so I have to use well I have to things I guess my brain processes the movements a lot slower so it's harder for me to do things than it would be for a I, I don't I don't want to say normal, but like typical people without
0: a People Able, without people without Able a disability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, so so you enjoy gaming, um, and I think that's really important because, as you just um, mentioned, because of your diagnosis, um, your dexterity in your hands is is not um not as fast, and you know some of those games. I'm not familiar with all of them. I I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a gamer at all. <laughs> uh, never really have been for some reason. I don't know why I never got into it. But um, the fact that you still are able to play, and a lot of times, like those games, I know they require some fast reactions to some, you know, some things that may be coming at you and you have to move out of the way and, um, you know, you have to respond in some way. So I, I think that's really cool that you still, um you know you still challenge yourself to um you know to play those games talk about uh you you express some of your interest in science. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you see yourself being? Is it related to science or not or um, well, I mean and how did you come to how did you come to decide of of what you want to be when you grow up
1: well mainly i th- I think you're right in assuming that i that i that I would want to do something in science because <laughs> Um, uh, I, I'm actually working on building, um, games in, in this one engine called Unity. It's actually really popular for beginning developers, but mainly what I'm trying to do is, like, try to learn how to build games, like, from scratch, and I want to be able to eventually build and launch at least one, one successful game. On like maybe the Apple App Store or Google Play, I don't know. If you aim for like a big goal, and then you don't you don't get as high as you would want to. Like if you didn't get if you didn't reach that goal, um, it wouldn't be satisfying. But if you if you set yourself a small goal, then you'd be able to. If you get if you get higher than that, good for you. But if you get if you get there then at least you'll be satisfied with yourself and then you'll be able to set a goal from there and on and on.
0: on. That is such a great point to make like don't you know don't set your goals so high you know set something that you can that you know you can achieve and then from there keep going up and achieving you know take the next step up so don't you know don't think you're going to get to the top of the staircase or the top of the building uh you know, right away you're gonna go each floor and achieve one goal and then right stack like, that on top of the other.
1: The the, the classic expression is we, we crawl before we walk and then we, <laughs> we we walk we walk before we run.
0: Absolutely. You're I I enjoy you so and, much. This and is And that, great. and that's
1: actually like that, that goes for, for real life too. Cause like for me before I was actually like good at walking, I was mainly crawling around the house. And then, once I started taking up walking, I've been practicing that a lot, and so eventually i I might hopefully like lose the walker and then be able to walk on my own, maybe with practice more or something like that I don't know
0: yeah, so you um so you have cerebral palsy, I have spina bifida um we uh you know you you use a walker correct yes and i um i use crutches uh to walk sometimes uh for short distances i can walk um and then uh we both use wheelchairs at times too so um the wheelchair for me it's uh it's easier for me to get around in a lot of places Thank and uh, yeah and it's a lot safer because <clears throat> With my crutches, uh, sometimes the floor, you know, a floor might be wet and I could slip and fall. Right. Uh, so having a wheelchair in, um, you know, when I'm outside or when I'm in the store, in the mall or at the grocery store, um, having my wheelchair has a lot safer f- for me to use rather than walking. And yeah, I just heard you say same here. So <laughs> it's right. the same for you as well, right? Right.
1: because like I, I mean, I don't really take my walker in that many public because I wouldn't think because mm-hmm. just just because a it, it's a lot safer as you put it but b me as a teenager I have certain I don't know stereotypes for people in like walkers like saying like I mainly think that that's like kind of no offense but, but like an old people thing like because what, that's, what, that's what i think of when i think of a walker so like that's why i don't, I don't want to be seen in a walker that much because i, I don't mm-hmm. want to be seen as like incapable of doing most of the stuff i want to do but but in, in a wheelchair it's a lot different because people can see me pushing myself and doing the thing that i need to do like with as little help as i need to whereas in a walker it's a lot more difficult because walking rather than actually doing the things you need to do right
0: i i definitely understand what you mean um you know about the um the walker and uh you know just certain stereotypes in in general that um you know that not only uh you have and, and i have about uh you know what it may appear to be but what other people think about it as well. I think it's really, um, I, I, I keep saying it on my, on this podcast and I'll say it just so you can, um, hear it. I wanted to create this podcast so that people, um, so that people can see those who have disabilities as, you know, who they are. Like you said, you know, you have cerebral palsy, but you're just, you know, you're just a kid. You're, you know, you're 13 year old that, likes to game and and listen to music and is into science and all of these other things that are so important for people to know about you, but they won't, you know, necessarily get to know that about you because they, uh, they see you, you know, on your walker, they see you in your wheelchair, and they think, you know, they may think certain things about you that aren't true, because I, I mean, just talking to you for the last few minutes, and I've known you for a few years, and I've you know, had conversations with you, but I'm learning stuff about you now that I didn't know. And I think it's really cool. (laughs) all all about perception, really. It is. It's really all about perception. And it, it, it really is important to talk to people who are different than we are. So, you know, if you see someone who is using a wheelchair or crutches or a walker, or um, someone who has a vision impairment that may have a, um, a service dog or, or, someone else that's in a wheelchair using uh, the assistance of a service dog because of a spinal cord injury. It's important to talk to these people just to, um, you know, see see what they'd like to do and see the things that um, interest them. And even with, uh, you know, as I said, it's a little bit different. You know, you write lyrics to songs and I write poetry, but I didn't know we had that in common. You know, we both like to write and we both like music. So it's really um you know, very important to have conversations with people to uh, get to know them beyond what you may see uh, on the outside of uh, the outward appearance of of what they appear to be. Uh, it's so much deeper than, uh, you know, just our diagnosis and our, our wheelchair use or using crutches or a walker. I know bef- before we started recording for the uh, podcast, you mentioned, um you mentioned uh the virtual learning you uh, found it um uh, the one thing you you didn't like or the one thing you missed i should say is that you missed uh seeing your different groups of friends at school right right yeah and how has how has that been different have you, have you been able to stay in touch with people and um you know i know you um you know you haven't been around too many people but um you know, how, how have you been able to stay in touch with your friends and, uh, even your, your family throughout, uh, this whole pandemic situation?
1: Well, what, what, what's great about this is, um, what you just said, um, is that my family and I, we do this tradition almost every, well, yeah, we, it's I don't know if it will be a tradition, but like, it's kind of now like a custom now, with all mm-hmm. this virtual stuff, that we do like a, uh, Family check in every Sunday just to see how everyone's doing, and we have this little Google Meet going on, and then we just talk about like what's going on, what, what's going on in our lives. Oh, and that's so, great. Like, that's always fun. Um, but as far as friends friends go, um, yeah, we're 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 staying in touch. I have most of my friends' numbers, so we are able to stay in touch together. And also, I just bond over other things that we talk about and talk
0: to each other through oh that's great yeah it's really uh really helpful to have this technology and um you know the phone and the like you said the google hangouts and the zooms and all of that to uh you know keep us all connected during this this uh difficult time so um can you just tell us a little bit about what uh, what sled hockey is and how you how you became involved with it and what position you play and uh, you know, all that kind of good stuff about sled hockey?
1: <laughs> okay, well, sled hockey is basically well, let me just say this off of the bat. Sled hockey is probably probably one of the coolest, most adapted, well, one of the coolest adapted sports to ever play. Just because it's so fast-paced and like it's it's got a lot of action. It's 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 exciting.
0: It and really so, is. It really it's, is. It's really funny that I um the few times I've been there to see you guys play, it's really something that is uh really cool to see to to see these uh these sleds move around and and you guys just really uh playing a, a hard game a good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i i think now that it's like all with all the stuff going on with like coronavirus and stuff that um we would um we have to like only do like drills and stuff instead of actual games
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of contact contacting
0: right so now uh things have changed a lot because you can't be in close contact with each other so you have to um you have to, you know, socially distance from each other and then that improvise. kind of thing. So you're, yeah, you have to improvise. Yes. And you have to change things up a little bit, but, uh, you're still able to go and play a little bit or, you know, at least be active on the ice. Right. Correct. Okay. That's great. Um, so with sled hockey, and please correct me if I get any of this wrong. So with sled hockey, you, um, it's, it's for people, uh, with disabilities, and there's children, and I know your, your team has, an. I I think there's
1: able-bodied players, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think it's (laughs) primarily for I'm, I, I'm not sure, I I think there are able-bodied players
0: Mm -hmm. on certain, yeah, but I'm not, yeah, and, and you guys have, um, I know your team has an adult league, uh, that also, uh, plays, I know some other players on your team, and, and, some of their parents have been asking me to join the uh, the sled hockey team. <laughs> you should, though. You should. You
1: should. Try. I should.
0: I, I might. Maybe I'll do that in uh, in the new year. Maybe I'll I'll join next year.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, I I I'd love to see you personally. I I I'd love to see
0: you. Oh yeah. Well, maybe I maybe I'll do that now. Now that it's on my podcast, maybe I I have to do it <laughs> and have to do a video of it, but. Uh, <laughs> But the, uh, so the sled hockey is, um, it's it's really a sled that is on the ice, and I know some players, uh, some players are able to move themselves on the ice with the help of, you know, the stick, or they, I've seen some players just kind of use their hands to get around, and and you have two sticks, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: because equal, equal force um, between the two, you go straight, and then if you, push one, you go the like you push with your right, you go left. If you push with your left, you go right. Well you have to have force if you want to actually turn instead of just because if you do it if you do it while standing while move while just stationary, you just go in circles and that's not going right. Off. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's that's the basic movement. But when, when you when you get near the puck you have to slide your hand down on the stick, like, either by using it, well, mainly by using the ice, just, like, pushing against it and slide down your hand, and then you have to move your hand back, like, I don't know if you can see it, but, like, I move it back so you can
0: hit Mm
1: -hmm. the clock, like, with the other, with your hand, and, um, eventually score, but.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's really, um it's really it's ice hockey but instead of standing on skates you're sitting on a sled right is really...
1: and, and, and and the sleds still have the uh the blade just just like the skates would
0: have right yeah and the this, the sleds have the blade under it uh to help you move on the ice and you guys i know your team plays at the uh, flyer skate zone um and uh here in Voorhees New Jersey and as I said, I've seen a few of uh, the games played there and it's such a cool experience to um, to witness and to see uh, everybody's just having fun. And even though it's freezing in that uh, arena, <laughs> I know you all wear a lot of equipment though. So I'm yeah. sure you, uh, I'm sure you, you sweat.
1: Padding.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of padding and stuff. So I'm sure you sweat and all of that. Uh, but for us as spectators, I know I've been there a few times and it's really cold, but uh, <laughs> I know that's part of the experience. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, participating in sled hockey?
1: For about six years or six or seven years. I, I joined when I was about six.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's great. So you've been with the, uh, you've been playing a, a really long time. What, um, what position do you play? Are there positions there, like in hockey, or? Yes,
1: yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm personally on the offensive side of things, um, and I play the right wing, which is like the right offensive position. And there's also center and left wing for offense. But wow. I play I play with the right side. I mean, that doesn't mean we have to stay on the right side. The right side of the rink all the time. We 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 go all around the ice. It's just. Uh-huh. stay mainly on well that's like opposition is just right wing and center
0: wow that's really um i'm I'm so interested in the uh in sports uh as far as you know I, i watch sports on tv i watch baseball i watch football and then uh with adaptive sports like sled hockey and the miracle league 'm I'm, I'm so happy that these types of programs exist for people uh, with uh, with and without disabilities because it's really uh really important because I know for sled hockey some some of the players are able to move themselves, but then others uh, because of their diagnosis are unable to move themselves, so they have to have someone that pushes their sled um, right. I've seen a, a few times of a few players had you know someone there pushing their sled so I, I think that it really, it, uh, adaptive sport programs are an opportunity for those with and without disabilities to, uh, come together and, you know, work together to achieve the goal of, you know, uh, to really achieve the goal of getting a goal or, uh, you know, in sled hockey or, you know, hitting that home run in baseball for the Miracle League, so I, I think, uh, having adaptive sports programs like uh sled hockey is really important to uh to talk about and to highlight the uh need for these types of programs for sure but mainly
1: uh what the coach said to me like when I, when I was starting out um and to everybody on the team who was there um it's not about whether you win or lose it's just about having fun so i guess the goal really of any sport is just to have fun regardless of skill level because i mean if you're not having fun then why are you even playing sports
0: exactly and that is um that's definitely one thing i can say watching you all play the sled hockey everybody's having fun (laughs) you know and even me even though i'm not you know actually playing and uh you know i'm not on the ice myself it it really is fun to watch and to see everybody get happy and, you know, everybody's cheering you guys on. So it's really, uh, really a, a great thing to witness for sure. Um, so in, in addition to the sled hockey, um, I've been told, uh, that in, a, in addition to sled hockey, I've been told that you participate in karate. Is that correct? I do. That's awesome. So, um, can you, can you talk about that and what made, you, um, what made you interested in karate and how long have you been uh, participating? and um,
1: Well, yeah. I've been participating for about, I think, three years now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not exactly sure how long it's been, really. But, all, <laughs> but what, what I do know is that I'm currently a brown belt. Oh, you're a brown belt. Yes. And, and it's taken me a while to get to that level it it just feels satisfying to even get that far but my goal is to like get go all all the way like not not just through not just get to black belt but like there's different degrees of black belt
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the way up to 10 so i'm i'm my goal really i think for for now for now my goal is to get to, get to a black belt because that it's just awesome in itself. Yeah. But then I want to get to be, be a tenth, tenth degree black
0: belt. Uh, oh, okay. You want to go all the way, like you said. <laughs> all the way. I'm all the way up. But um, yeah. So for for those who may be listening, and including myself, um, what types of things did you have to do to get to the brown belt? What? Well, uh, you have to what you
1: have to do is just okay i know this sounds cliché what you have to do is just pay attention practice and persist just three pieces just pay attention practice and persist because i mean if 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 you don't practice then you're not going to get better same true right. for anything you got to pay attention because then if you didn't pay attention you wouldn't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. And if you persist, then you'll be able to keep coming up without saying, oh, no, this is too hard, I can't do
0: this. Right. And then
1: it's like, (laughs) because then you won't get anywhere and it won't be fun and then you're going to, have to, you won't stop and you're going to stop and you won't, you won't be able to say, hey, I've gotten, like, even if you've just gotten through one vote from white to yellow, that's still an achievement in and of itself. Mm
0: Mm-hmm that's absolutely true and and it goes back to it goes back to what you said too of um you know crawling before you walk and walking before you run it's just you know taking one step at a time and just you know knowing that you'll you'll get to the next level uh you know when when you get there you'll get there but and it may take you some time but it's uh it's going to happen and you just have to be persistent and uh you know it will come it will happen for you so that's a really good really good lesson uh for everybody i think just to uh um you know pay attention practice and persist i think that's a really good really good lesson for everybody to take with them uh in this so what types of uh with karate what um um for karate what types of i don't know what they're called are they called like activities like do you have to break boards or um well, you know, okay.
1: what- there <laughs> are I guess three types
0: of, yeah, yeah, three types of, um,
1: um, sets of things that you can do, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to put anyone else, um, <laughs> but there's something called a kata, which is like the, the set, the sets of moves that you have to do, like, in a, uh, a, su- a succession, like, I'm not forgot. there's different katas that, um, they've came up, they've come up with. And then there's, um, t- techniques, which is, like, defense techniques, defense and stuff. Um, it's, like, mainly, like, real, like, martial arts stuff, really, like, defense. Okay. And then the third thing is more of, like, weapons and stuff. Like, there, there's, there's a variety of them. Um, they gave me, like, a wooden sword, um, oh. for karate practice. And I literally, I literally just have it like, um, balanced in a little, um, I don't know what you'd call those things, like little holds on my wall, just sitting there (laughs) with for (laughs) generations.
0: And you have that just in your room, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Just just sitting
1: there on my wall.
0: Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So it's really, um, I, I mentioned to you before, I, I thought about doing, uh, you know i i thought about oh, doing sorry. some karate or um technique self defense and and all those kinds of things as well so that might be uh sled hockey and karate or uh self defense <laughs> things uh that might be something that i'll i'll get into in the new year we'll we'll see <laughs> i mean
1: if you, if you live like near like marlton type thing you, you can actually come to uh, our American thing. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. It's like, it'll be nice to see you <laughs> hop up there one day. Just
0: like, <laughs> you're gonna get me to do everything, guy. You're gonna get me to do uh, sled hockey and karate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not really a life if
1: you're not living.
0: This is true. This is very true. <laughs> you, have to
1: do, you have to do stuff in order to say, I've done this, and I'm proud of myself, and I'm satisfied with my life.
0: That is like, very true. So now I am, now I am motivated to uh, get into sled hockey and also to karate. So I'm not going to do it until next year. So don't, uh, <laughs> I mean, don't plus me just, before January. <laughs> plus you just
1: said it to like whoever's listening in a podcast and I think it's going to be on what now, YouTube?
0: Right. It's um, going to be on everything. It's on YouTube, Spotify, so, it's on so Apple Podcasts. So you just told everybody who's who's ever gonna listen to this that you're gonna
1: eventually take up that. So you have to keep your promise.
0: I have to keep my promise. You're right. So now I have to do it. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. I, that's what I needed. I needed some, you know, a little motivation to uh get me to commit to it. So now that I've committed to you and everybody listening. Uh, you know we'll we'll make it happen in the new year. I don't know if I'll stick with it, but I will give it a try. That is that good enough. All right. So we'll, I'll give it a try. He gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> uh what I wanted to ask about your participation in uh sled hockey and in karate. Um how does how does that make you feel afterwards or while you're participating? I know you said um with the sled hockey uh you know having fun is is a main you know main thing for you and for the other uh players as well as that's what your coach had told you um you know so how how does that make you feel being able to participate in uh sled hockey and karate well it feels
1: awesome really because it's like something that i can actually do and succeed at and be great at as like a hockey player or a karate student i guess you'd say Mm -hmm. um yeah like they're all they're both really good sports
0: yeah and And
1: I'm, i'm glad i got the opportunities to do both of them
0: yeah and i know um you know i know for me like just um doing certain things and being able to move a little bit and um you know staying active i know that has uh that's helpful for me. I, um, I use my wheelchair and I wheel, you know, I wheel around sometimes outside uh, in the town that I live in. There's a lot of little stores and things around uh, locally. So I I'll go out, you know, on a nice day and and just wheel around in my chair uh, just to get some exercise and some movement. So I think, uh, you know, I I can imagine that that is a a good feeling uh, for you as well when you uh, are able to move and, and, play the sports of, uh, you know, hockey and, and karate and just get into, uh, you know, something to move your body around and to help your muscles uh, relax and, and not be so tense sometimes. So I'm, I'm sure that's uh, very helpful for you. So the last question I would like to ask is, um, which I, I like to end all of my episodes like this with this same question and that is, what do you want the world to know about people who have disabilities?
1: I want them to know that regardless of what you see, what you see is not always what you get. <laughs> I mean, that may be true for like, when you buy stuff online, or like when you like buy stuff in stores, but for people, no. What you see is not what you get. What you, what you see is only like our outward appearance. So if we if we look different, that should be an invitation. Hey, this person looks different. Let's go talk to them, see what they see what they have to offer. And right. see what they can well see what we can do if we like become
0: friends. You know. Right. I really um I like that because it's really true. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things I mentioned a little earlier is, you know, just, you know, it's an invitation to talk to people, talk to someone who doesn't look like you and, uh, get to know them beyond what you, uh, what you see and what you think about them uh, and actually get to know something about them. So it's really, um, that's, that's really important to, uh, to emphasize that, uh, talking to other people who, who don't look like you, I think is a really important thing to uh, share with the world. So thank you for, thank you for that answer. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, I'm really, uh, really happy that you joined me for, uh, this episode today and, um, really excited for everybody to hear your story and to hear your experience of, um, living with, uh, cerebral palsy and just having the, uh, the determination that you have to, uh, you know, do all of the fun things that you do with uh, sled hockey and the uh, karate. I think that's very, uh, like I said, you motivated me definitely to, um, you know, to to really get myself in gear and to do something and, you know, to really uh, experience something new, I think, because it's something that um, when I was your age at 13, they didn't really, I I won't say they didn't exist, but it was hard to find activities and sports for um, people who have disabilities in the area that I lived in. Um, You know, they weren't as popular and they weren't well-known like they are now. You know, really great to see and it's great to hear your story and your experience and how that, uh, you know, your involvement in these uh, sled hockey and karate programs really um, help you like I said, you've encouraged me and so uh everybody stay tuned for uh art takes on sled hockey and karate in twenty twenty one well I, I i'm I'm glad to
1: share I, i'm glad to share my screen that with you
0: so, yeah well. so um uh, but thank you so much for your time and um you know i I'm really excited that you uh were able to join me today and to share this experience with you and as I mentioned i've learned so much from you. And, uh, I really appreciate your, uh, your time today. So, um, you take care and yeah, and you take care and we will see each other soon. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the hour view podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the hour view podcast on anchor, Apple podcast, or Spotify. New episodes will be released on the 15th and 30th of every month. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. Do you want to help change the tone of conversation among your family and friends? Head over to our website for some Our View merchandise. Our website is wwwour viewcom forward slash merchandise. I thank you for listening. Have a great day and take care.